0: it feels like a long gap between saying this, but welcome to another post-conference presser at Anfield Index. So, ladies and gents, I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, here to walk you through an early Friday morning press conference, isn't it? From Jurgen Klopp ahead of the Bournemouth game, which is the Super Sunday half-four kickoff. And we will go through the normal people. So, we'll talk through the the questions, the answers around that were put to and were given by Jurgen Klopp specifically. We'll have a look back to the last game, which feels an eternity a season ago, doesn't it? But it's not. It was only about 10, 11 days ago against Fulham in the first leg. So we'll talk about the clues from that one. We'll also look at Bournemouth specifically and and their threats. We'll give our normal prediction of the lineup, the formation, and the score and scorer. So. You probably guess what the theme is. You know what's coming. All the questions were about at the start, I should say, injuries, weren't they? And it was always going to open after last night's Egyptian game with Mo Salah. Jurgen Klopp was quite honest about this because it was only a short while ago, we don't know anything. I spoke with him last night though, and we know how it is with these injuries, he needs further assessment. We're all praying We're all hoping for the results of that scan to be positive, aren't we? That's what they're doing now. Of course, in that moment, it was a shock and we know how rarely mode goes off, but I have no more info. I don't think he really told anything we probably didn't suspect. He was never going to get the scan that quickly, was he? We're never going to get the results. We are all, all praying. We're not only praying, we're probably being a bit greedy, let's be honest. We're also thinking, well is there any chance he could come home that bit early and it's good? And people will look at things and think, oh, he had a few in like that season when we were after the FA Cup when he had that muscle strain and he was back for the you know Champions League fight, all those types of things. We're, we're greedy, we're most salad, we know he's superhuman. So we are starting to think, could he just be back for like Chelsea or anything like that? But I think let's just hope it's what we class as positive news. And actually the second question which followed that up, injury news for other players. That's what we all wanted to hear, wasn't it? So, it, it alluded to Trent, first of all. I said, Trent could obviously walk, and then I laughed on the catwalk, and I giggled to himself, because he did his Prada show, wasn't he? I'm sure we all saw that. It's all positive, but none of them are ready for this one. So, no one's fit, or no additional people back for Bournemouth. But, it's all going in the right direction. No one's back for the Bournemouth game, but after for Fulham... Maybe we'll see how the boys do, and then he named the people, which was great. Trent Close, Dom Close, Robbo Close, and yeah, Costas. He kind of mutter, but it didn't quite say Costas Close. But we've got to take positives from that. So Trent Close, Dom Close, Robbo Close. I think Robbo was probably the surprise name. We thought it'd be a bit bit longer, but he did mention it expecting players back in first team training to so that. I don't know if that's more realistic for Robert. That would be speculation. We can only go on what Jurgen Klopp said. So, if, yeah, if we can get Trent back, Suboslai back, I think that would be amazing, especially for, for Fuller, Maybe a bit wishful thinking, but possible. But if we got back to the Chelsea game, we would be ecstatic, wouldn't we, in that regard? Then some interesting questions. I think I'll, I'll paraphrase it under that. First goal, you can see the first goal a lot. Are you looking to address that in these games? He kind of laughed it off and said, I don't like to talk too much about negative games. It, you know, it's flipping. and uh, did talk about being 1-0 down as he was quite honest in that regard. I don't really like to talk about it too much. But in the end, we played 95 in 100 minutes sometimes. So the results are so important. I, I don't really know what Jonah expects when he asks that question, but I, I kind of understand why. But what's he supposed to say? Yeah, that's the plan. And as you said, you kind of flippantly said about, oh yeah, maybe we'll just assume we're one wheel down, then makes the reality easier. There is a point though. We have these get we have too often probably we, we've had some good clean sheets and all that. Defence has done well, but we do sometimes concede that first goal, and we do sometimes get or seem slow to start playing, like at Fulham the other day. You won't always get away with it, but at the same time, how are you going to criticize boys too much who are? Top of the league, have one foot towards Wembley and the Carabao, you know, we've got all, all the things we, we could see at the moment. So I get why the question was asked, but what was expected, I'm not really sure. Better question then came in the form, and speaking of form, around Luis Diaz and his, you know, his recent form and he's getting better. Which is an interesting one from this, Jurgen. So, Bobby, Mo, and Salah, we will talk about then, how often have we sat here? Talking about their dip, and we discussed it, but it's never really had a massive impact. If Lucho isn't playing great, he knows it, and I know it. It's about trust and faith and time. There's no doubt he'd be back, but that's just how it is. In general, we've not been struggling as a team in terms of creating and scoring. And after the most challenging moment of his life, he's back. He's good, and that's helpful. He cannot not smile when he's on the ball. I miss that, but the smile is back. I hope the smile's back. I mean, off the pitch, you can't even imagine what Luis Diaz has gone through, can you, in a recent period. I mean, even if you just looked at the last 12 months, and you know, Lucha, how are you dealing with it? The issues with his father, the kidnapping. People even forget, because I was about his father, but also, yeah, it was his whole family, wasn't it? His mum, even though she was released earlier, like the impact, the mental impact on that's huge. The injury, the reoccurrence Of the knee injury, the second surgery—you never quite know how much does that have on the the mindset, but also the ups and downs. I mean, he started those first two games of the season on fire, didn't he? Two goals, two brilliant goals as well. So you think is he going to absolutely fly? But there's been struggles since then. He has been woefully out of form, and just to be clear, the stuff off the pitch, the mentality is going to play a part. But sometimes, before that as well, he was struggling. And when you look at it, his output, you know, for goals and assists, it's lower than the other forwards. So out of the five senior ones, it's lower. Uh, Lucho, when he's cooking, is unbelievable. But there has been a dip in form. I mean, that Newcastle game gave us real hope, didn't it? It was like, oh, this was like, they felt like the old Lucho. But then again, against Fulham, wasn't that great, particularly. and you did worries that just a flash. So there's a real hope that we start to see more of the the old Diaz. We're going to need him. like We need the other forwards at this time, especially with the Salah situation. But let's hope we really see that that form back more than anything for Lucho. Also, uh, an interesting question about Ibrahima Canate and expectations around him. Because, you know, it, as someone said against Arsenal, it was unbelievable, as the journalist mentioned. said, true. I'm not too impressed, though. It's what I expect of him. Our last line did really well in all positions. Kwanzaa was exceptional against Arsenal. Virgil's had a great season. Joe Gomez too. But this moment, we're top of the table. And how could we get there without them being exceptional? The number of goals conceded you can never ignore. That's the whole team and what we have to keep in mind. I get where the question was and I get what it's alluding to and I've got the answer. I think absolutely brilliant. The defence. I mean, let's let's focus on people. Canarte, yeah, he was an unbelievable against Arsenal. He's been a beast for Liverpool recently. He really has. It's never ability. It's never normally form, so to speak, with Ibu. It's more, he picks up injuries and he can't play three games of the week and it's the muscle strains. That's always the concern. And then he's got to build back in. And the other thing that's come up with Canarte is because of those injuries and the way Klopp's rotated it quite wisely, before the Matip injury, he's always found himself in almost the cup team hasn't he because of the scheduling the way to, to rotate and the concerns that way the concerns about Canate aren't about his ability and form we're talking the best French centre-back in the Premier League you can say what you want about Saliba I'm not interested the best French centre-back in the league it's availability isn't it which goes into being world-class and we talk about that with Mo Salah so you can't ignore it also I love the fact that Kwanzaa was getting his flowers and the defence is so weird though because the big point to make is when you think of the start of the season we watch pre-season we're like okay we'll we have to we'll win a few games 4-3 we're a line the forwards we'll probably ship a few shady goals whereas now the defence is the best in the league that's official by the way as it stands on the stats the defence has been brilliant even with all the injuries and everyone who comes in has been brilliant even Connor Bradley coming in has been brilliant it's the forward line. you sometimes like, are they going to score? That's just amazing how things flip around. But the defence should be viewed as superb, quite rightly. He was also asked about the break, wasn't he? So, yeah, really important to everybody. We had three to four days. No one wants to have three to four weeks. Those four days were top class. We like see how the boys think of, and what they like the most is playing football. The weather's freezing cold, but it's blue sky and sun, exactly as it should be. We're ready to go for the rest of the season. I actually like the fact there's a Premier League break, or there was for most clubs, a Premier League break. I think with the injuries and the things we've got, I don't understand how anyone could be sad about I know people miss our football, and thinking that. But for Liverpool overall in the grand context, I think it was a great break, really was. Then James Pearce asked a fair question, a very fair question for anyone who says anything about, have you spoke to Henderson? How's your reaction? Because he's got that move to Ajax, hasn't he? No, I didn't speak to him. I'm happy for him, though, as he looks happy, and that's the most important thing to me. I don't really read, but I've seen a com- few comments around, you know, how dare he's done this, et cetera, et cetera. We have one life, and we have to make decisions. Sometimes our decisions are perfect, sometimes they're different after he's made it. Football-wise, it's the start of something. It's not like it is here, but if he thinks it's better with him and his family and with Ajax and Amsterdam, it's a sensational club in a difficult moment. Ajax always play their best football when they combine talent with real experience, and you can go from there. From fifth place, They can then make steps. You will all have your Hendo opinions, and you'll all have your Hendo opinions, which are not going to change for anyone, be it on the last twelve months, the exit, the actions. Decide, uh, you, it doesn't matter what I say, doesn't really matter what you say to me. You'll all have your set opinions on Hendo, and I understand. Pretty much all of them, in essence, from from what I've heard, I get the logic behind them, but whether you agree with it or not. You should always look to see the logic from the other point of view if it's different to yours. With this, Jürgen Klopp's been pretty clear. You can tell the affection for the player. Not really much more to say on it than that. And it finished off with a question about Jurel Quanzer. you know, and how well he's done. I really liked what Jürgen said here. Jurel is one of those players... People knew he was a real talent, but you only saw his real face and he only showed that when he got close to the first team. Since then, he's only played good games. And if you look at the likes of Newcastle, he was outstanding in a difficult game. But since then, really good. I could only integrate what the academy produces. And the amount of academy players at Arsenal game was 10, I think, altogether. There must be some talent with these boys. They may not all be scousers, but players from different areas, and it's cool. But they just have to look at the likes of Trent, Curtis, and Jarrell. That's what will motivate more players to get here into the first team. And yeah, he's completely correct, everything he said there. I mean, Kwanzaa is just the unreal find, the the biggest positive surprise of the season here. I think we've spoken about him so much, but he just continues to impress and for a 20-year-old, even to see the interview, which I think people misconstrued slightly around the massive comments, but he's got that quiet air of confidence, hasn't he? Almost that that quiet swagger. so confident on the ball and invite forwards in. His passing stats are unbelievable. Quite often they trump every other Liverpool player in terms of ball, pass completion, passes made, that type of thing. So, unreal. And it is a, a big feather in the cap for the academy. And like Jurgen Klopp says, the amount they're producing, look at the Arsenal game, look at the impact Bobby Clark and Connor Bradley had when they came on. Look at the impact of the game Connor Bradley had against Fulham. It should be a real praise. They're not only just helping out a bit as you maybe hoped or covering for rotation, they're having a serious impact on the first team. That may be surprised a lot of people. I'll be honest, me slightly, I know everyone's now this wonderful Nostradamus, I always knew Quantra would be this, which is great, if you're being honest but the real praise should be for the academy players who made a real impact in the first team and that has been great the real positive of this season so that was the last question the, the press conference before they went off to the, the closed areas as normal so looking back as we do to the last game Fulham feels like years ago doesn't it but that Wednesday night the Carabao Cup semi first leg I was there it was an interesting game Went one nil down, didn't we? The Willian, a bit of a, a Virgil error, I think it's fair to say. What, I think we think Virgil quite looked on it, that game we knew he'd been ill, so I'll give Virgil a Brad Dyke a pass every day of the week, just to be clear for that one. But Curtis Jones via deflection equalisers and Cody Gapote sticks in the winner. Honest thoughts on that one, were that we, we did struggle a bit, we looked laboured, we were a bit worried about that right-hand side, it just wasn't working, was it, with Harvey, the furthest advance with Gravenberg behind him. Brad, it just wasn't knitting together. Everything good looked like it'd be coming down the left, but we couldn't quite knit it still. Joe Gomez even comes first as close, sorry, doesn't he, in the first half, but that was almost the best. But then we moved it quicker, and we moved it quicker after the break, and it seemed to get better and better because the subs. Nunes and Gakpo changed that game. Darwin on the left was unbelievable. Did it, Literally um, everything he did was Unbelievable. Passed it to a Fulham player at half the time. Unbelievable. Skin's a Fulham player. Unbelievable. Touch, movement, stepping on the ball. Unbelievable. That burst and the cutback for Gakpo. Unbelievable. And Gakpo, good to see him getting his, his flowers as well. I mean, you forget, he's got the same stats now as Jotter. nine goals, three assists. Yes, a lot more minutes, but just quietly having a, a positive impact. And despite mentioning all these, I thought Conor Bradley was man of the match. I really did. Curtis Jones runs in very close, but in context, and maybe it's the the youth, that sort of element, I just shaded it for Connor Bradley. He brought a real success, I thought, to the right-hand side. And Yes, it helped when Gakpo went out there, which may be in the thinking possibly, but yeah. Big positives to just win that one and have one foot in Wembley. Essentially, even if you just draw at Craven Cottage, you go to Wembley. Don't lose, you go to Wembley. That should, you know, maybe be the thoughts, but we're not going to jump ahead there. It's Bournemouth on the weekend. And we talked about people playing their way in and out. No one's back, fortunately, for injuries. Maybe that's fortunate for some of the players I think that started, but we'll talk about that a bit more in predicted lineup and formation. And as we always talk about Bournemouth, the opposition, their threats, it... I don't know how to describe Bournemouth because we see them one minute. At the start, it's terrible. see them as the season's gone on. Okay. I've seen them have some brilliant games. I know people talk about, oh, United away is easy to win. But no, it's not. It's not every team does it. They played and they went on a hell of a run of form. I had a few dips recently, but you know they can't just be the same each week. But a real positive under Ayola. Real positive. I mean, they're 12th in the league at the moment. If you look, there's a real spread. they won seven drawn four, lost eight, but obviously a lot of those wins have been recently and they play some really nice stuff. Klopp talked about them and mentioned a similar thing. It's tough at the start, but how they've turned it around, wow, that's real coaching. They play football. They use Solanke in a sensational way. So it'll be a difficult day. And he was even asked about Solanke, understandably, because he, you know, brought him in, didn't he? He was there. So, so happy for Dom. It was the right thing for him to move to Bournemouth. The talent was obvious. And when you talk about threats, he's the one place that start, not finish, but obvious to start. I mean, 13 goals. He's right up, and, you know, he's not a kid anymore. The same way you say Dom Solanke or the youngest. Like, 26, isn't he? Should be in his prime. Should be hit his right prime, realistically, if not there. But he's been so good for them. And he's thriving under I- Iraola. The system's almost built around him, isn't it? And you see the other ones who've got the stats that Klaivert's got four goals. There's a few like Semenya away, he got, you know, three. And he's away for AFCON, isn't he? So that'll be interesting. But it's all, all built around him. It's worth doing as well. There's, there are threats. I mean, Tabanez and Billing have both got four assists. I mentioned Billing because he got a bloody goal last season in a terrible performance, didn't we? Last year And That was our worst after the United game. So there are threats there. There are threats of that, you know, we struggle on these narrow grounds. You think back to Luton, don't they? Won't be space. And we just don't move the ball quickly at the start of the game for whatever reason. I couldn't tell you. But we have to move it quick from the off, the narrow grounds. because If they get 1-0 up, it just becomes tight and you start to worry about options. Have we got the answers? All those types of things. I know we found them a lot of the time, but it is just that concern. There are threats. This is also... Because we've been top for so long, Arsenal play, don't they, before us? So we could well, you know, just be looking over our shoulders. Let's put it that way. Well, Liverpool would obviously, you know, we, City are second, so they're not playing this weekend. But yeah, there's a few threats to this formation and predicted lineup, people. This is a a tough one, isn't it? In sense of no one's coming back. So has anyone played their way? out more than anything. Well, it's going to be Alisson and Nets. It's going to keep, for me, Gomez at left back, everyone and Virgil in the middle, and Conor Bradley. And there's no reason to play around with that. I know people talk about Owen Beck, but Conor Bradley was superb against Fulham. What reason is there to bring Owen Beck in? Also, if, if Robbo, as it suggested, and Simicast are quite close, which is brilliant news, it would not be a surprise to see Owen Beck pivot straight back around to Dundee, or somewhere else on loan. I'd be almost surprised now if Owen Beck gets any minutes. It's not astonished, but surprised. Midfield, be largely the same, won't it? McAllister at the six, Curtis Jones on the left-hand side, who's you know been the man of the moment recently. There's no two ways about that. Right side of midfield. I don't think it will be this, but for me, I want to be honest about playing their way out. That grav... Elliot right-hand side, didn't work against Fulham. And it, it's young, it's diff, it's a new league, all those types of things. It's just not quite happening for Ryan Gravenberg at the moment, is it, in all honesty. So I would personally, on this narrow pitch and the style, if you're going to play Harvey Elliot on the right side of midfielder, this is the game for me. He would be my right-sided, creative midfielder. There's elements of, you know, the headless chicken and the press, but it's a narrow pitch. And this may just, when you need someone to, to just make something happen start and then you've got grab on the bench for me. That, that is how I would start it. Which said, I think a lot of people will have had Elliot, and I wouldn't be surprised if Elliot is the right-sided forward but how does the forward line line up in that regard? For me Nunes on the left Jota in the middle Gakpo on the right. Just from what I'm seeing at the moment, Nunes on the left Looks deadly. Absolutely deadly at the moment. He got two assists the other night. You know, it, from the sounds of it sounds like he probably would have started in one of the positions Klopp said if he didn't have cramp. He mentioned that in the previous after-match presser, didn't he? In the middle, Jota. Link it, the, the smartest of the forwards, shall we say, that's left. It just looked better the other night, especially against Fulham, when Jota was in the middle linking it all together. And people are going to say, well, what about Diaz and all that. Gappo on the right. And we haven't really found an answer, so to speak, with Salah being away. He looked all right there for me. I know people won't agree with that. And I'd understand that. And people even say Diaz did, you know, well on parts of the game against Arsenal. But that would be my forward three. Then it also means you've got Gravenberg and Diaz to come on. Real options if you need to make things happen, chase it, so to speak as well, because the injuries are still there. And yes, they're coming back, which is great news, but it doesn't look like we've got anything else really we can do, I'd say, against Bournemouth in a massive game. It's a just win. It is a just win. I I genuinely, genuinely do not care if we're turd. If we do want to scruffy one nil, scruffy two ones, that's all that, it's a result. That's all that it is. Don't, sorry, result and don't get any more injuries. That's all you should really be hoping for. If we play well, great. But you win, and then you've got the Carabao Second, Chelsea to focus on, etc. as well. So that is going to be for me how I see it. And with that in mind, I'm expecting it to be scrappy. I'm expecting it to be tough. I'm expecting a scrap in that green and white kit. However, I'm going to go two one for us, and I'm going to go Diogo Jota to score. It will be first goal. Boy, wouldn't surprise you either. But I, I wouldn't bet against shotter here at all Okay, so 2-1, take a win scruffy win, however we can get it with no injuries, people coming back that will make for a happy Sunday for everyone and into the next week so ladies and gents all it leaves me to say is that was another post-conference presser at Anfield Index
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show